Hello and welcome to this latest in the BVCA's Reflections podcast series. I'm Michael Moore. I'm the Director General of the British Private Equity and Venture Capital Association and delighted through this podcast series to be talking to current industry leaders and others from earlier generations to reflect on how the industry has been changing over the past 40 years since the BBCA was founded. Today, I'm really pleased to be talking to the new chair of the BBCA, Gary Wilson from Endless. Gary, welcome to the podcast and congratulations on your new role. Michael, thanks very much. I'm delighted to be here and I'm absolutely honoured to be taking up the position. So before we get into what your priorities are for the year and reflections on how the industry has been developing and what the uh, we want to do next. Just a, a little thumbnail on Endless and, and, and you, how you, how you got to here today. Okay. I, I guess necessity is the mother of invention, I always say. And back in 2002, I found myself as a partner in Arthur Anderson. Enron happened. In the late 90s and early 2000s, I had developed a specialism in advising private equity houses, generally on the investments that weren't going to plan. So I'd been educated in a private equity world. Anderson's collapsed. I needed a new career. I spent a bit of time after that with Ernst & Young, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But in 2005, I was very lucky in that a high net worth backed me to set up Endless. And since then, we've been investing in turnarounds, special situations, value buyouts, my role today is what I would call group managing partner. So I'm still very heavily involved in the investor relations, in the fundraising. I sit on the investment committee. I look after a few of our portfolio companies. Am I the guy at 3 a.m. in the lawyer's offices these days? No. There's, there's lots of people behind me who want to do that and who enjoy doing that. But I'm still very active, still full time in the business. And the best move I ever made in my career was moving into private equity. So you might not be doing the 3 a.m. shift in the lawyer's office. You're still pretty busy. How on earth did we tempt you to join the council and now to take on the role as chair? In 2010, 2011, I had recently joined the industry. I was invited to join the mid-market committee. I thought it would be a great way to get to know some of my peers, other partners in other firms, great networking opportunity. I joined it a few years after that, I became chair of the mid-market committee. And it was a real eye-opener for me because as a new firm to the industry, it suddenly opened my eyes to the challenges the industry faced, the, the regulatory changes, the tax changes. But the biggest thing for me was realizing what the BVCA did for its members. And to this day, I think one of the biggest things we need to achieve, Michael, in the next year is communicating to our members everything that the BVCA does. Because I think it's only if you sit on the committees and so on, you see that firsthand. I took a couple of years break after that. I then was invited to join the council. I've been doing that. And then and then maybe a year, 18 months ago, you kindly asked me if I would take on the chair. And I spoke to a few of the past chairs to find out what it involved, the pros, the cons. And I decided to do it. I want, I want to improve the reputation of our industry because I think we've got a fantastic story to tell. 
So over the last 40 years, and I'm not going to suggest you've been in for 40 years, but the industry has grown from quite niche area of the economy to now being really part of the mainstream, not always, as you're hinting at, properly understood. But how remarkable has that transformation been in your eyes? I've been advising private equity companies since the late 90s, so I've certainly seen 25 years of the industry's evolution. And I look at it, and back in the 90s, many people still only used the term venture capital. Private equity was an emerging term in those days, and of course, it's mainstream now. But I think what's behind it all is the returns that we've delivered for our investors and the way we've delivered those returns. And year on year, investors are allocating more and more to venture capital, growth capital, private equity, buyouts, special situations, because they like what we're doing. We're outperforming the stock market. We're outperforming other asset classes. And that's what's driving the growth in our industry. And the biggest thing I'm excited about is that I think in 10 years, 20 years time, we're going to look back at 2023 and think, do you remember how small our industry was back then? Because we're still delivering great returns. Our investors love the way we do it. And there's huge growth ahead. Do you think we are good enough at explaining how those great returns are made? Because we spend a lot of time trying to fend off outmoded perceptions of the industry about what it does to companies, how short-term it can be, and so on. What, what's, the, what's the real story of how those returns are generated? Well, we're not good enough. We know that. You just need to read the newspapers to say that. You just need to go to a dinner party. You know, I remember the days when I was an accountant, and I used to go to dinner parties and you'd get the jokes about being boring. You go to a dinner party today and you say you work in private equity and I get an even worse reaction than I did when I was an accountant. So we have to tell our story. And I think there's a number of key planks to the story we're telling. Number one, we need to explain who we are. People like me, you know, ordinary people are running private equity houses. We're not this hidden group that the newspapers would perhaps portray us. Maybe the newspapers don't know who we are. We need to tell them. So that's the first thing. We're decent people trying to do a decent job. Number two, whose money are we investing? And that's a fantastic story in itself. We're investing money on behalf of pension schemes, of course, and helping people maximize the value of their pension schemes. We're investing money on behalf of universities. And of course, they reinvest that into the infrastructure and lower fees for students. We're investing money on behalf of charitable foundations, family foundations. And all these returns we generate, good things are being done with them. And again, if you read the newspapers, they think we're investing our own money for our own benefit. We're investing money in a much wider sense, and that's part of the story we need to tell. And then we need to get away from this perception that we're reliant on leverage and that we're not adding value, that we're short term. Because believe me, when you buy a business, we have to think five years ahead. And not only that, we have to think then when we've done our job in five years, we need to paint a picture for the next five years and beyond. So we, we have to think long term. We have to add value to the businesses that we're in. And I think we've got so many great stories and all of our members have got fantastic case studies. 
that bringing to life of the raw data has been one of the big things we've been trying to do at the BVCA. Give us the stories, sharing with the politicians. Who, who in the next year do you think is your most important audience? I see it in a very wide sense. So the obvious thing would be to think of journalists. And of course, journalists can be a conduit for us to explain what we're doing. But I think we need to think about the communities we invest in. So we need to think about, for example, the workforce in our portfolio companies. We need to think about the tax authorities to make them make it clear what benefits we're bringing there. We need to think about you know, even our own investors and making sure that they know the progress we're making on ESG, diversity and inclusion. We need to think of it in the widest sense possible. Of course, there's politicians and regulators that come into it as well. And if there was an overarching theme to how I'm thinking about the next year, it's this. Britain is the best place in Europe to conduct investment activity such as venture capital, growth capital, buyouts, private equity. We need to make people aware of the enviable position we are in and make sure that we protect Britain's position to the benefit of us, our companies, the taxman, the constituents in the MPs, etc. This is a win-win for so many people. We need to protect Britain's position. How rapidly is the industry changing? Um, you've talked uh, earlier about the vast range of different types of members that we now have in the BVCA, from the those who fund startups through to businesses like yours that have got really specialist strategies on special sets or whatever it is. When you say that in 10, 20 years, we're going to look back and see, my goodness, how small it was then. Where's the potential for that growth? What's what's going to power that? Let, let me just look back at 2005 when I started Endless. I, I look at Leeds, the, the city that we started in. Back in 2005, there were two private equity houses, two investment firms in the city. I look at it today, there's 12 to 15. If I give you the example of Manchester, Manchester, as you know, is one of the busiest private equity and venture capital markets in the country. So we've already seen that growth. In 2005, a big fund was several hundred million pounds. Today, a big fund is billions, sometimes tens of billions here in the UK. So I think that gives you a sense of the scale. So I think we're going to see a proliferation of more firms. We're going to see bigger numbers, but we're going to see more specialisms. So you're going to see specialisms in in sectors. In If we take tech and healthcare, for example, I think you're going to see specialisms within those specialisms. And then I think in terms of mature businesses, growing businesses, etc., I think there's going to be lots more competition for those assets. And that may ultimately have an impact on returns. But I think investors are attracted to what we're doing, how we're doing it. And I think that's going to bring so much more money into our industry. Just one thing to pick out from what you've been saying there, you've, you've referenced the home base for Endless in Leeds. We're coming up to an election over the next year or so. We'll be talking more and more to politicians so they understand what benefits we can bring to the problems they're trying to solve. 
The story outside London is really quite compelling. How do we tell that better? Case studies are hugely important. I sometimes think, I look at my own portfolio, for example. So, so let's say we own the UK's second largest cake business. I see there's a smile on your face. And, and sometimes I, I can say to people, did you have a mince pie at Christmas? It was probably our business that made that mince pie. Did you have a slice of toast this morning? Was it Hovis bread? We own that business. We invest in that business. And I think we need to establish a link because sometimes I think some of our stories can seem complicated, but really all we're doing is investing in anything from startups to early stage businesses, as I say, right through to mature or even ex-growth businesses. And we need to explain to people the role that we play in their society and what we're doing with some of these household names that they know. So I think case studies are a fundamental part of our story. I think we will uh, look forward to telling those stories a little bit more or a lot more over the course of what will be an important year. If I just finally invite you to to scroll forwards and think of, you know, 10 years time, you're reflecting on not just your career uh, at Endless and before, but on what you did in your time at the BVCA. What would you hope will be on the report card? I think it would be that I gave something back to the industry that I operated in. I think it would be, most importantly, that I helped people understand what we do. And if we help people understand what we do, they can make sensible decisions in terms of letting us do it. And the the regulations, the laws, the tax around our industry, if we make them understand what we do, I think we will get a relatively light touch impact. And if we can go down that road, rather than sometimes the hammer that we feel we're threatened with, that would represent success. You've got me thinking about cake, it has to be said, (laughs) uh, with that story. So it's a nice point to to round this off. Gary Wilson, thank you very much for being part of this uh, reflection series. And to you who've been listening, we look forward to engaging you again with the next in our series when we'll reflect on the last 40 years of the BBCA representing the private capital industry here in the United Kingdom. Thank you.